Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole with the Growing Your B2B Small Business Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about a habit I picked up a couple of years ago that's made some big changes in my business, and I know it will for you too. Let's get started. Do you have a small B2B business? Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for a, just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Okay, everyone, I hope you're having an awesome day today. In the last episode, we talked about the importance of tracking, analyzing, and taking advantage of what your numbers tell you. In this episode, I want to talk to you about a concept and a habit that I call owner time or OT. You know, if you listen to my episode, uh, I think it was called um, Skyrocketing Your Productivity or something like that, uh, you may remember uh, my advice to schedule your daily activities. And this is one of those daily activities that I schedule that's super important. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in a point in your business uh, where you realized one day that you've been mostly reacting to events over the last six months or a year and not made a lot of progress towards the goals you set? Or have you suddenly realized that you've been taking your business in one direction just on autopilot without any real you know, intentional thought as to why you were doing that or what your intended outcome was? I mean, I know I have plenty of times. And my guess is that a lot of entrepreneurs have fallen into this trap from time to time. You know, uh, we all get excited at the beginning of the year or quarter or whatever you d- or your planning is. And we go so far as to write down our goals and, you know, we do it all right, set very specific goals or outcome, their time frame, you know, the actions we need to take and so on. You know, and then we look up in six months or a, a year later and realize we haven't come close to doing what we set out to do. Man, it's uh, it's easy to do. You know, business owners are not a lazy bunch. Uh, I think you'd agree. And most of us are going full speed without stopping for anything, you know, taking action, getting busy, making a mess and pushing ourselves. And that's awesome. And it's required in business because before anything else, you know, that fire moves us to action. Uh, but, it, you know, it also means that we can easily get caught up in momentum and action and not realize what we're actually doing if we're doing the right activities. Uh, and, you know, when we're focused on the wrong things, you know, it's very easy to do. And the faster you're running, the easier this trap is to fall into. So what do we do about this? How do we get ourselves to pause for a minute? I know I resist and stop in action and momentum. And I think, whatever, you know, no time to focus on that stuff. You know, action is what matters. And that's true to an extent. Um, you know, it's true that that action is more important than just thinking about stuff. You know, if you're but if you're taking the wrong actions because you haven't spent time thinking about the bigger picture, it's going to take a lot longer to get where you're going. You know, for many years, uh, I was mostly in this trial and error, you know, fast paced action mode. And I think I, I paid the price for it and so did our business. You know, I never really stopped to evaluate where we were going as a business. So I wanted to share a couple of strategies that finally helped me out to get out of this rut. I think uh, I first started formulating this idea when I went to a Tony Robbins Business Mastery week-long seminar. You know, he really hammered home the idea that if your business can't function without you and uh, you're critical to, to its uh, daily operations, you're an operator, not an owner. This was a, a tough pill to swallow for the ego, you know, but I realized in my life anyway, it was true. I was in operator mode, you know, a good portion of my time with little thought on how to get to the owner mode. Uh, and it just so happened at that same seminar, uh, Tony had another speaker, uh, Keith Cunningham, talk about the importance of understanding accounting in your business. And 
I really enjoyed his talk. He's a very entertaining speaker and fun to listen to while giving lots of great wisdom. Anyway, so I, I, uh, he was promoting his latest book uh, called The Road Less Stupid. And uh, I picked up a copy and read it cover to cover. And I highly recommend it. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But, you know, the format of the book is, is really a bunch of kind of mini chapters or lessons, each time ending with a series of thinking questions. And the overarching theme of the book, in my mind, uh, was about what he called thinking time, which he recommends for all business owners. So I, I figured I'd try to model his approach and tweak it to fit my own routines and personality. You know, he talked about the concept of spending a set amount of time each week or each day doing nothing but thinking about the big picture, you know, business owner and strategy type of topics. I think he also includes some more specific tactical day-to-day stuff, but mostly what I gleaned was it was the bigger ideas. You know, uh, he told a story in there uh, about a meeting that he once had with uh, Michael Milken, the uh, junk bond guy from the 80s, if you're old enough to remember that. Uh, you know, he said Milken walked into this meeting and sat down. Uh, the executives in the meeting started bringing up proposals. And if I remember right, they were trying to get him to invest on a project or something. And Keith noticed that at one point someone asked him a question or made a proposal to him. And he sat there for a minute in like an uncomfortable silence and then finally opened up his day planner. You know, and this was, again, a while ago. I don't you know, no Palm Pilots even at that point. Um, and I think he looked at his calendar and said, you know, okay, I have time on Thursday from 7 to 7.30 uh, to think about this proposal or question, you know, and he wrote it down. And Keith was so impressed with the importance Milken put on thinking that he came up with this idea of planned thinking time. You know, I know I'm probably butchering the story so you can read it for yourself in the book, but the point saw, which is that the importance of taking time to stop and think instead of just reacting and taking action without intentional thinking. So Keith goes into a whole procedure he recommends for doing this. Uh, so as I said, it's worth a read, but let me tell you how I do it and how it's helped our business. First, uh, for me, I decided to commit to an hour a day to what I call owner time or OT, which helps me keep on track as to what I'm doing and not get caught up in the daily minutia. You know, I split that time into two 30-minute segments. Uh, you know, the uh, so the second 30 minutes is my, quote, thinking time, uh, where I turn off my monitor, uh, put my phone on do not disturb and let my staff know I'm in a meeting with myself. Um, you know, sometimes I go as far as going into an empty office to, or going outside the office to get away from distractions. And this is kind of a mini daily version of a concept I talked about in the episode. Uh, I think it was called Me, Myself, and I. Uh, so you want to check that out for uh, some more on that concept. But instead of working off a computer, I take a legal pad and a pen and physically write down my thoughts. I found it's a a lot easier to be in a creative mood when I'm just kind of scribbling and doodling and using arrows and all that kind of good stuff. You know, I usually have a list of topics I want to think about, but I always started off by reviewing my goals and, and actions that I told myself I would take. You know, it's a good way of seeing when I'm off track. And then I spend time asking myself questions and coming up with specific actions to address those questions. Again, these are bigger picture, what I would consider, you know, owner hat type of questions, not day-to-day operational stuff. So if you haven't done this before, or haven't done it in a while, you know, I mean, I would literally start with very, very basic questions like, why are you an entrepreneur or a salesperson? You know, who are you trying to serve? What do they need? And how do you know to, uh, how do you know this, what they need? Is your solution currently filling what they need? You know, how can your solution be tweaked to improve your client experience? You know, what do you need to put into action to do this? Um, things like that. So as you go over these questions, you know, you know no doubt think of other topics that, you need to review and think about. Maybe it's evaluating a campaign or a tactic you've implemented a few months ago, reviewing the numbers and then deciding how to tweak things to improve it. 
You know, it can be anything that focuses on moving your business forward. Again, not things about daily operational stuff. So I mentioned that the time spent thinking was, you know, part of my one hour dedicated to owner time. And uh, as I said, uh, that's actually the second part. The first part is what I would call um, working on me through self-education. Now, this is a critical part of your business's growth is your business is really only going to go grow in proportion to the amount that you grow as a person and your skill set and your wisdom. You know, if you're doing a million in revenue now and you're frustrated that you aren't doing five million, guess what? It, it means you haven't become the person who can build and maintain a five million dollar a year business. And that's a hard pill to swallow for the eagle. And you may not agree with me, but, you know, I talked about this concept more in the episode called Becoming, and I would recommend that, you know, so if that statement seems out of whack, do you go back and listen to that episode? And I think you'll see where I'm coming from. So let me quickly, you know, define what I'm talking about with self-education versus more formal institutional education. You know, I know this will tick a lot of people off, but, you know, in business, your degree and what school you went to is very little to do with your success. I mean, if you have a Harvard MBA, you know, that'll get you a nice job at a big corporation, but really doesn't do anything for you as an entrepreneur. You know, one of my favorite movies of all time is the original Wall Street movie with Michael Douglas uh, back in the 80s. And there's one part he's talking to his apprentice, you know, the character of Bud Fox and says something to the effect of, you know, these Harvard MBA types don't have, add up to dog, you know, uh, poop. That wasn't the word to use, but don't add up to dog stuff. And, you know, give me guys who are poor, smart and hungry. And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, kind of an insult to someone who spent a half million dollars going to Harvard. Uh, but when it comes to entrepreneurship, uh, you know, I have to agree. Having a formal education is a great start. But if you don't keep adding to that education as an entrepreneur, you've really wasted your time and your money. You know, again, I'm not down on formal education at all. I mean, I went to a pseudo Ivy League college and I say pseudo because technically the military academies like West Point aren't oh, Ivy League. But, um, you know, I, however, I mean, I think um, they can be considered in the same category, given that you know, as for example, in the year I graduated West Point, uh, West Point had more Rhodes Scholars than Harvard or Yale did. Um, so anyway, I'm not tuning my own horn um, at all because I, I didn't graduate uh, nearly at the top of my class. I think it was in the bottom of third or maybe even worse. You know, the point is, I think formal education and good schools are great experiences, just not a prerequisite for succeeding in business. Okay, well, you know, off that rant, um, back to self-education. So, what is self-education? You know, for me, this normally falls into a, the medium of reading books as, you know, I tend to like to read, but, you know, it could be video, audio, whatever your best learning technique is. I get impatient with video a lot of times and I have a hard time watching. So, you know, but these days you can speed up video as well as audio, which I do um, when I think the content's valuable. So what, you know, what do you read and uh, consume and whatever your learning media is? You know, if you don't do this regularly, I would I'd start off with anything. I mean, that Keith Cunningham book is a great one, uh, but you can start off with anything. When I initially started doing this, I had a hard time finding books to read, you know, because I go to Amazon and look through the business books. And there's a gazillion, as you can imagine, all claiming to be the best. What's really helped me is creating my own library of books that I hear mentioned from people, uh, you know, that I know or a speaker I might hear or a title someone mentions on a podcast. So whenever I hear someone talk about a book, I immediately order it from Amazon, regardless if I'm interested in the topic at the point, at that point. Um, you know, I built a, a whole bookshelf with topics ranging from social media marketing to sales books to general business books, you know, and then I, I pick books off the shelf that are relevant to whatever I'm focused on in, in my business. 
You know, am I working on improving our sales message and selling to clients? Am I looking for ways to improve the effectiveness of my staff? Am I looking for insight on how to use LinkedIn better as a marketing tool? You know, when you have a lot to pick from, you're never going to be bored and never feel like you're wasting your time. However, you know, I know a lot of people aren't readers, and but you can really do the same thing in a different way. You know, if you like watching videos on YouTube, for instance, uh, everything you see on that kind of sidebar of related videos, you can click on them, bookmark them, you know. And so when you're ready for that topic, you can simply go right to it, you know. Same thing with podcast episodes. So regardless of the medium, you know, dedicate a specific amount of time either daily or, you know, best case scenario, of course, uh, or, you know, three times a week or whatever, you know, and schedule right alongside your owner time. You know, and I'm not going to lie, this is actually difficult to do, especially at first. You know, you'll probably sit there like I did and your mind will tend to drift on off into daily problems, you know, so you have to learn to discipline your mind to, to an extent. Um, you know, also, you know, honestly, I felt a little guilty sitting there pondering things or reading a book, you know, I'm used to doing action and doing things, you know, and uh, at first I was, I was even concerned my team was thinking I was in here screwing off or whatever, but however, this is where you have to be strong and remind yourself that as a leader, you're responsible for improving yourself. I mean, you know, I'm constantly encouraging my staff to read relevant books or other mediums. Uh, you know, I tell them, I don't care if you do it during business hours, uh, you know, I'm happy to pay for it. If it'll improve you as a person and your, your skill set uh, relevant to the company, you know, hey, great, keep doing it because the better they are, the more they'll add to the company. And hey, let's be honest, the more money, you know, uh, you'll make as an owner. I mean, not everything, you know, is about saving the world and impacting people's lives. It's totally okay if you want to make more money. You know, sometimes our society doesn't seem to value that, but, you know, that's a rent for a different episode. You know, so, uh, you know, there's a reason that in most professions that with licensing requirements like real estate, medical doctors, um, lawyers, uh, you know, that sort of thing, that they're required um, to have some kind of ongoing, quote, continuing education, you know, every year. So even if you have a degree from a pedigree college, you know, you really can't stop learning after you graduate because, you know, society is just moving too fast. You need to be constantly improving your knowledge and implementing what you learn so that you can get to master or wisdom in running your business. You know, if you aren't learning and growing, you as a person will stand still and that in turn will cause your business to hit a ceiling of growth. If you're growing, your business will grow along with you. You know, I think the importance of this is illustrated by a, a Tony Robbins quote I heard uh, way back when, and I think he was actually repeating his mentor, Jim Rohn, who said something to the effect that, you know, miss a meal, don't miss the 30 minutes of reading daily. You know, um, so I hopefully I've convinced you that to at least consider these ideas. I think, you know, if you combine scheduled owner time and a habit of self-education, you'll gain a couple of things. You know, number one, you'll grow personally and professionally by becoming more valuable to the marketplace. And like I said, the growth of your business is directly related to your growth as a person. You know, the second thing is that taking time to step back from your business gives you time to evaluate your numbers, your tactics and your direction as a company instead of just running in whatever direction you're pulled. You know, finally, it's kind of a bonus. Uh, doing this is a great stress reliever and makes your days more enjoyable. If you force yourself to stop, take a step back and focus on something besides the day's problems, and then actually learn and improve yourself, you know, this helps turn a tough day into an awesome one and gives you the motivation and energy to plow through your problems. I know this has made a big impact in my life and our business. You know, so uh, am I perfect at it? Of course not. There are crazy days when I get off track and miss my scheduled time. But by and large, if you make this a priority and schedule it, I believe it will really change your life. Well, uh, thanks for listening today, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable, and it's really an honor to serve you. 
please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.